0: Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to the second season of So Real Sundays. I'm your host, Lauren McNeil, and in this season, we'll be discussing how to deal with negative emotions, forgiveness, overcoming toxic habits, how to raise your vibration, and so much more. I believe that if you win, I win. If you heal, we all heal, because that's how interconnected we all are. So come along with me on a journey of vulnerability, self-discovery. There may be some tears, laughter, and truth bombs along the way. So if you're ready, buckle up, because it's so real on Sundays. Welcome back to my channel. I'm your host, Lauren McNeil, and we're just gonna talk about life and lessons and things I've learned along the way. So today's topic is feeling your feelings and not suppressing them with substances or distractions. So this topic is really important to me um, because in my life, in the household I grew up in, crying equaled being weak. I grew up with a single black mother, <laughs> um, and she taught me how to be strong. She taught me how to be strong. She taught me how to really embody my masculine energy, to be honest with you, because as a single parent, she um, she had to embody the masculine energy. She didn't have any masculine en- masculines to um, lean on. So she showed me how to be strong, but what she couldn't do was show me how to be vulnerable or show me how to feel my feelings um, in a healthy way. And my father, he disappeared. So he taught me that you know, at a young age that men are unreliable and they're weak and they run from their feelings. Now I, I know as I've gotten older that that is obviously not true, but when you're a child, you, you're shaped by your environment. And so my mother, she did the best for me. She did what she could, but she did not, (laughs) she did not um, nurture my emotions. So as a result, I did what I saw the people around me do, which was stuff their feelings down, sweep them under the rug. A lot of uh, people of color families do that, right? We don't talk about real trauma. Nobody's talking about who got molested. Nobody's talking about who got abused. Nobody's talking about the abuse that's still happening right now. And what we are doing is we're smoking, we're drinking, we're gossiping, we're talking on the phone all day, we're running our mouth all day, but nobody's actually like dealing with their emotions. Sure, we'll go to church and we'll pray and we'll cry on the altar or whatever, but nobody's actually dealing with their real emotions. Nobody's actually like giving these emotions a voice. I didn't learn any coping mechanisms that were healthy. All I saw the people around me to do was lean on substances. And and as a result, as I got older, I leaned on substances <laughs> and so and swept my emotions under the rug. I didn't realize that I was empathic until much later. That wasn't even a thing when I was growing up. So every time that I would cry when I was little, my brother or my mother, they'd be like, you know, stop that. You know what I mean? Like, your daddy doesn't deserve those tears. Nobody like, you know what I mean? You don't you don't show them that weakness, da da da. da. And so that's how I learned to grow up and navigate life. And as a result, I ended up with a ton of really toxic habits. I started self-harming when I was around 13. And like, that's how I dealt with my anger for like the next 10 years. I started smoking when I was, um, the first time I was like eight. But I mean, I'll say when I was really, really smoking, like smoking black and mild and stuff was like, I don't know, middle school. And then by high school I started smoking weed and like drinking really heavily and that continued for a while for a good amount of time and so it wasn't until the last couple years that I've I've stopped working as a nurse about three years ago and I really had time to be by myself and up until that point I was surrounded by people you know high school college I was just surrounded by people suppressing my emotions and just partying and drinking and you know what I mean just living life and not giving these things any second thoughts. And then a situation happened when I was in my 20s where I was taking a walk with a friend and I had a repressed memory of being molested pop up, like into my mind. And I'd say that was the beginning of me realizing like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, like things have happened to me, like things that were not good and I just blocked them out. Like, how, how do you do that? And so I still didn't deal with it then either. Like um I drank and like shoved that under the rug too, to be honest. And then after rehab and halfway and psych ward, I really didn't like deal with these traumas until like probably the last like five years. And so even in the, when I began the process of feeling my emotions and really unraveling my childhood, I was smoking weed a lot. Like I was smoking every day, like all day. And so, and I was still crying through these things. Like I was still feeling feelings, like even with that. I would say <laughs> I would say, even through that, I, I knew I was a warrior because, um, I mean, I, I faced some heavy stuff. So we're not going to get into all of that today, but what we are going to talk about is the backwards mentality in this society that says when you cry or show emotions that you're weak, especially for men. That's absolutely absurd. Here's the thing. God, the universe, source, whatever you believe, created us, okay? Would not have given everybody tear ducts if you weren't supposed to cry. I know that feels like a really basic thing to say, but seriously, you wouldn't have them if you weren't supposed to use them. And so, when when you find people, I, I was one of those people that didn't cry, like, whew, once once I set up a wall, y'all, like, I know, I'm smiling, I'm laughing, you see me cry, you're like, oh, I don't even know this girl, she's open. Yeah, it wasn't always like that. No, 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 no. I was not... <laughs> I was not this emotionally aware, emotionally intelligent. None, none of nothing, none of that, to be honest. Humor was my thing. Sarcasm was my thing. Those are the two red flags of people who really suppress their emotions. Not that all people who have humor and sarcastic are suppressing their emotions. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is people who are really good at masking their emotions tend to use sarcasm and... Um, humor to evade their emotions. And I know that because I did it for a long time, the majority of my life. And so being emotionally aware and attuned to the emotions of others and actually being aware of what I'm doing is new within the last like five years. And so if I feel to you very advanced in this, it's only because I've spent a lot of time with my shadow and all your shadow is are the darker parts that that you don't tend to usually show the world. Okay, that's it. That's all the shadow is. It's nothing to be afraid of. You can't have light without dark. You need both. Okay, so let's just dispel that. There's no evil. There's no good. There's just us. Yes, there are things that we would deem as horrible. I'm not. I'm not saying that those things don't exist. What I'm saying is, in this space, the creator that you believe in, whoever, whatever you believe, created both. And we'll just leave it there. This isn't, you know, a religious conversation today. However, what I've learned in the last three months of quitting the last toxic habit that I had. Cause this is the first time I've been completely sober in my life for this long, for like, I, I can't even tell you how long. I, I really can't tell you how long, maybe since I was a child and I've experienced some of the deepest, like emotional <laughs> recesses of pain. In the last thing, I'm I'm smiling because that that's my defense mechanism when I feel uncomfortable about things I'm saying, and also I'm, I just smile by nature. It's it's great. It makes you feel good. So, I've done all this sober, and so I know what it takes to face your shadows, face these demons head on with no substances. And I'm not knocking you if you do use substances like. I did and faced them too. It's, it didn't negate my healing. I healed through, with substances. So don't think that you can't do it without it. You sure can. But I'm telling you as someone who's done it sober, that facing your emotions, that's what a real warrior does. Like if you can face your emotions sober, or even not sober, if you can face your emotions and not run from them and be honest, scream, cry, any of that, you're a real warrior. Like you a real one okay because warriors feel their emotions anybody can suppress their emotions anybody can only identify with anger anger is easy anger is one of the easiest emotions to feel that's why suppressed hurt and pain tends to turn into anger and rage as you get older children who are like enraged or angry probably had some trauma that happened to them because fear and pain and emotional pain, it, it over time it, it hardens, okay? And it turns into it turns into a lump of rage and anger. And so recognizing that the emotions that you are feeling are your compass, your God given, universe given, source given compass, okay? They're not a weakness. If you're having a feeling, a strong emotion come up in you, it's because it's coming up to show you, hey, hey, I'm here. I need you to acknowledge me. I'm not going away. It's popping up because it's your subconscious telling you, hey, we need to like take care of this. We need to keep our energy clear. And in order to keep our clear, this is this is blocking us. So that's why we're feeling it. This is alerting to you to something. So if you're angry because of a job or a boss or a spouse or a kid or a parent or whatever, you need to stop and acknowledge, hey, why am I angry? Am I being done wrong? Anger, anger is a tricky emotion because it can kind of mask a lot of other things. But if you dive into the anger, why do I feel angry? In my experience, nine out of 10 times underneath that anger is like hurt and pain. Like you hurt my feelings, I'm hurt. Or you did me wrong and I'm hurt. I'm hurt.ing usually. Not all the time, sometimes you're angry because you need to be angry because someone's doing you wrong. That is very valid and you need to explore why that is. If you're constantly depressed or sad, there's a reason for that too. And you definitely should not ignore that because in my experience, depression and sadness over time, it can get really dark. It can get suicidal ideation dark. And if you don't jump in and be like, whoa, hold on. I've been sleeping for three days. I don't wanna get out of bed i'm only eating junk food like what's going on you can wake up and be like oh snap like i feel like i don't want to be here anymore like that's how quickly it can change if you're you if you haven't acknowledged your emotions and now that they're here they're like exploding out on you okay so it's really important to acknowledge our emotions as they come up because as you hold on to them or work through them, the other thing people do is work. Work, 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 work. I have a close family member who just lost someone very close to them and all they do is work. And that's not coping. There's a difference between, okay, I've cried today and now I'm gonna get my mind off of this. There's a difference between that and, okay, I'm about to start crying, so I'm gonna start working. You see the difference? you don't have to sit in your sadness or depression all day to like face your your feelings that's not what i'm saying but you have to give them space they need space every day and it will get easier and better as you allow them to have space if you give yourself okay i'm gonna take these 10 or 15 minutes and i'm gonna feel these feelings and then after that i'm gonna go do something fun okay you don't have to like (laughs) i mean what i did i i went all the way in but i don't recommend that to be honest not without a professional I don't recommend that, but you know yourself. You have to give your feelings space, whatever they are. Because just working, 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 working through that, or staying on the phone all day, or just talking about everybody else's problems, or throwing yourself into other people's problems so you don't have to face yours, that's not coping. That That's, that's also suppressing your feelings. That's just doing other things so you don't have to feel your feelings. The thing about feelings is they don't go away, ever. They don't go away, they're energy. Energy can neither be destroyed nor created you can transmute it. You can change it into something. That's what tra- that's all transmuting means, changing it into something. If you're angry about someone and you create a painting, you transmuted that, that anger into this beautiful work of art. If you are channeling, you, you understand what I'm saying. So emotions that we don't acknowledge, according to Louise Hay <laughs> in the book, You Can Heal Your Life, which I love and highly recommend. She talks about dis-ease being the root cause of basically unhealed emotional traumas. Unhealed emotions turn into cancer and all types of diseases, diabetes, whatever, chronic illnesses or, or not chronic illnesses, illness in general, any sort of discomfort, any sort of disease comes from unresolved, unhealed emotions or thought patterns. And I believe that. And and if you don't believe that, I I respect that. But I would highly recommend giving this book a try because um, it's very transformative. There's affirmations in there that you can say per disease or yeah, I highly recommend that. But feeling your feelings is gonna be step one to raising your vibration. I see there's a lot of like law and attractions everywhere. Law of attraction, let's manifest everything we want. Let's manifest our dream world. And that is all good and well. But here's the thing, if you're still stuck on something that happened to you from 30 years ago, all you're gonna manifest is whatever unhealed emotions you have resolving that. that, that, that that's, that's what you're gonna manifest. So if you're trying to manifest your dream spouse, you're gonna manifest whoever hurts you, whoever's gonna trigger you to that emotion because we're here to learn and grow. Like this matrix, this video game, whatever you believe this is, this life, was built for us to grow and evolve we can't grow and evolve if we don't face the things that (laughs) that we need to face i mean and it's just going to keep coming up that that's how the that's how the program is designed that's how life is designed it wasn't until i faced my abandonment issues from childhood from my father not being there my rejection issues from tons of other things like all of those issues that i will be able to manifest my divine counterpart or, or someone who vibrationally matches me in a positive way. Up until this point, all I've been able to manifest are people that trigger those rejection wounds, tr- trigger those abandon- abandonment ru- wounds, lied to me, um, treated me like trash. Why? Because I didn't heal the feelings that I had about myself related to all these other events that happened to me that i never tackled. You understand what I'm saying? So very important. To heal your emotions before you attempt to manifest to be honest with you like if you want to manifest something you first need to manifest within yourself and the only way to do that is to begin to heal your real emotions so let's talk about some healthy coping mechanisms because we've gotten kind of deep right i read a book called the artist's way and well i didn't i didn't get all the way through it. let's be honest i didn't get all the way through i will one day but for now, what I took away from it was the morning pages. And so um, the author recommends writing three pages every day, just a hard dump, whatever's on your mind. Blah, blah. Okay. So that started me journaling. Journaling has been the single most best coping me- mechanism that I have picked up for myself in my life, period. Period. Journaling has been a best friend to me. Journaling has been a mentor to me. I have channeled information and channeled encouraging words from the universe, from God, from the angels, whatever, through journaling. But more importantly, I've been able to discover myself through journaling. Sometimes I'll sit down and journal and not even know, not even realize that I had all this stuff on my mind, (laughs) to be honest. And then I look down four pages later and I'm like, oh snap, I was really angry about that. Or I was really sad about that. Or wow, where did that come from? And sometimes it'll work in the opposite. Like, man, I'm doing really good. Or wow, look how far I've grown from that. You know what I mean? Journaling. If your parents never taught you healthy coping mechanisms, if you don't have any healthy coping mechanisms, the number one thing I would recommend is juggling. The number two thing I would recommend for dealing with difficult emotions, especially when you start feeling your feelings, is taking time to have a meditation practice. I know, we throw around the word meditation everywhere. We, We just throw it around and people think it's hard. Let me tell you, sometimes meditation is really hard if you're constantly glued to screens, whether that's TV screens, scrolling on social medias of any sort. It's hard to quiet your mind if you never quiet your mind. So if you have a hard time with just meditating, there are so many beautiful guided meditations Steve Nobel is really good. He he has a ton of guided meditations. There's a guy, Qigong Meditation, he does Qigong. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I will link these things (laughs) in the description, but he does beautiful, you know what I'm saying. Meditations, morning meditations, five or 10 minute meditations. There's Black Yogi Nico wonderful she got me into yoga i highly recommend yoga if you're new to getting into a meditative practice so you got to ease yourself into these practices yoga qigong um, guided meditations these are all really great ways to quiet your mind you just have to you owe it to yourself in this day and age with with all the all the inputs and distractions that we have to get quiet and discover the real you. When you get quiet, something powerful happens. That's all I can really say. And meditation? Meditation is so life-changing for depression, for when you're going through tough times, for when you're going through good times, for your body. Like sometimes, if I can't work out, like I'm gonna be honest with you, like I've been going through a lot emotionally. My weight has been up and down and around and da Okay, and there's a point in time where I would be like, really, <laughs> down on myself but lately I don't care because I have so many other things going on and even when I can't stay true to my exercise regimen I usually will do a yoga meditation because there are five or ten minutes you can just there's no excuse I also learned how to do reiki but that's more of an advanced level thing and we'll talk about that in a later video but i did learn for free through a woman on youtube if if you if you've been interested in something like that if you feel like you have So much emotional pain and trauma that you don't you don't really know how to get to those emotions I used Reiki to get to those emotions because I had been so closed off for so long and I knew I felt in my heart that I needed something more (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I was like man, this is tough stuff I'm dealing with I'm gonna have to you know heal myself and it's been working. It's been beautiful I'm a firm believer believer that when the student is ready the teacher will appear the Buddha said that so Thank you so much. Lots of love and courage to you all on your journeys. As always, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Sunday, and this message was Lauren approved. Drop a comment. Let me know what you think. Follow me on YouTube or Instagram at So Real Sundays, and I'll see you next week because it's so real on Sundays.